Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Coffee Run Live episode 502. It's so funny. So every time I'm in here, at the, well, I'm in here all the time, uh, but when I do my lives from in here, I've got my beach backdrop, right? And obviously the sand makes its way up that way, or the, the ocean rather makes its way up that way. And I always feel like I am leaning over. So anyway, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day, me and wonkiness. So what I wanted to talk with you about today is a little bit of this um, exploration that I've been sort of talking about over, particularly like over the last few days, but it was a conversation that I had with my husband actually this morning about uh, some family members of, of ours and how people are, like everybody is just so different, you know, and I, and I think that this is really, really cool. But the thing that, the, the thing that prompted this conversation was I had a really, what I felt was actually a really huge realization or more of a, not so much a realization, but certainly a, a huge acknowledgement yesterday. And, and the acknowledgement was around the fact that, I mean, we know that I've had all of the words and I use all of the words all the time in both the, the writing that I do, the blogging that I do, the speaking that I do when we're at events there, or like when, I, when I'm working with clients, the, the funniest, um, the funniest thing that I will, well, not the funniest thing, but the thing that I'll always say is like, this is the short answer. And the short answer is a short answer from my view of the world, because I could use so many more words to explain my thinking and, and where I'm at. But for so, so very long, I thought that it was a bad thing and that there was something wrong with me with having all of the words, right? So let's go back. Uh, I just want to retract, retract for a little bit. So when I was a kid, this will surprise you to no end. When I was a kid, the, the feedback often in parent-teacher interviews and when with speaking with teachers was that if, if Nicola would just stop talking and stop chatting and just concentrate, like she'd do so much better. Now, I was a really, I was a good student for the most part. I got through, I got through school without having to try too hard. Um, you know, I was very lucky in that sense. And, you know, it's just, I guess like that, that thing was, is like, I know, and it's the same now, I guess, to some degree, I know that if I was to apply myself really, really hard, hi Lily, and, and really try really, really hard, like I could absolutely, I could, I could do anything. And I, and I know this about me, I could do anything that I put my mind to. And huge credit to my parents for, for really instilling um, that, that view of the world in me, that I can do anything that I put my mind to. But I didn't want to do anything, right? I, I just, I, I kind of coasted through. I did what I had to do. There were times, obviously, that I would put in more effort. But through schooling, I was, I was really lucky to find it, the, the educational experience, really relatively kind of easy, except for um, year 12 economics. Like, I really struggled with that. But, you know, and I actually studied and I applied myself and I did really well with that. But I guess, like, to me, it's like that, that constant thing has always been, you know, Nicola has always been able to talk a lot, um, speak under, she could speak underwater with a mouthful of marbles, uh, which is obviously true. And, and there was always this, this um, 
what I felt, whether it was meant in this way or not, I really felt like it was very much a, a judgment as a negative opinion about how I am, right? So I had this experience as a kid. Uh, it was not the kind of thing that was really like, oh my gosh, Nicola has all the words. Let's all sit and listen to her so that she can get them all out and, you know, listen. It was like, can you hurry up and get along with your story, please, Nick? So, you know, that's something that I, I, I took for a really long time and, and actually even coming through uh, in, into adulthood was something that I really kind of struggled to, I guess, um, consolidate or, or, or like become okay with. And I would laugh about it, like every now, like even now, like now and again, I'll, I'll laugh and say, oh yeah, like there, there are no short stories, there are only long stories. I've said that for years, kind of jokingly, but not jokingly, because it's actually serious. <laughs> no short stories, there are only long stories. And and I guess I, I was, when I was talking with my husband about it this morning and saying, you know, there's even in conversations with my therapist where he'd made this passing comment that I took as a negative, he didn't mean it as a negative. Um, you know, different passing comments and even Dom said, well, he, like, cause he was there at, at this particular session. He's like, oh no, no, that wasn't meant as a negative. And I said, no, no, I understand that it wasn't meant as a negative thing, as a bad thing. But being at that point in time when we were, when we had this conversation, I was feeling a bit insecure. And so I took it as a negative rather than as a positive in the way that it was, which is, you know, what was, what was intended. So it, where we were going with this is like, it's so fascinating to have, like, we have three children, we've got nieces and nephews and cousins, and, you know, we've got, the, we've got lots of little people around us a, a lot of the time, given that the age that our kids are. And we're saying, you know, it's so interesting how some people will, um, you know, I guess, say or assume or or make it feel like that the personalities of these children that they have are, are not right. So for instance, our, our oldest daughter is incredibly street smart. She's not an academic child and she's got all of these amazing qualities about her. And we're always saying, you know, you can do anything that you like, you know, this is yada, yada, yada. But I know that we've been in conversations with other people who have said other different things about how she is or how her personality is. And you know, why, I don't know why we're, why people always try to make everybody the same. Do you know what I mean? It's like everybody wants everyone to fit inside a box. They want everybody to act a certain way, behave a certain way, say certain things, do different things. And, and put themselves out there essentially, like whether it's in the job seeking world, whether it's in the marketing world, whether it's in the just, you know, you're doing your job world, the leadership world, whatever it happens to be. I think there is, it's, it's too, there, there's too much right now of the, you've got to assimilate, you need to assimilate, you need to assimilate, you've got to do things in this way, the way, you know, the way that makes everybody else feel really comfortable. Now, I'm not saying that you don't have to be discerning or tactful and respectful of your environment, because obviously, you know, that that goes without saying, right? If you're in customer service, you can't be in customer service and be a complete asshole because that's just, that's inappropriate and, and not okay. So, that was kind of where where this was all going, you know, and it got me thinking about yesterday, I was thinking about how often I have tried to really morph myself into certain situations, into being someone that I thought 
the other people wanted me to be. So a really great or a really easy example of this is my taste in music. So when I was when I was younger and you know hanging out with different friends and this is going back into my late teens, early 20s, I was like I my my music tastes would kind of like vary and I've always had an eclectic you know, uh, taste in music. I like all sorts of different things, but the things that I would listen to, I'd be very kind of influenced by the people around me because I really wanted approval. I really wanted to fit in. I really wanted to be liked. I really, really wanted to felt, feel like I belonged and that I was okay. And therefore part of that assimilation was really kind of like adapting and rolling and changing with different, with different music. Another example of this, and I wrote about this in a blog yesterday that has been emailed out, but it hasn't been published yet. I am, I know, and I know that you guys are really the same, but you guys are similar because you're similar to me and that's why you're here, right? That's just how these things kind of work. But I know for me that I've been the kind of person who, when I'm with my people, right? So you're my people. I'm really happy to just absolutely be me, who I am wholeheartedly. There's, we've got all of the words, there's all of the stories, there's all of the things. And I always know that we're going to get to the point, right? The point is not always the, the end point. Sometimes the point is the, the, the journey and the trail and the, and the, um, the magic that kind of happens between point A and point Z. And it's not necessarily a linear line. It can go all around the place, all around the track. And there will be some people who really love that and there'll be some people that don't love that and some people who are really indifferent and that's totally fine, that's totally okay. But the way that this used to work for me is like if it's my people, no worries. I'm I'm super confident, you know, I, I've brought you guys into my world or you've ended up in my world, you've been magnetized or attracted to me in some way, shape or form for a particular reason. But, oh, and, and if I'm delivering to you, you know, bag, like I, it's, I'm, I'm on fire, I'm present, I'm in, it's awesome, it's, it's ace, it's amazing, I love it, I have the best fun ever and, and completely, I'm completely unapologetic about who I am, about how I am, about the way I deliver, the words I use, the stories I tell, so on and so forth, etc., etc. But where I used to come unstuck was where I would be talking to a different kind of audience, right? So classic example of this is I went and did a uh, style and branding training in 2010, which was trained to be a style and branding coach. And at that time, I'd been working at Westpac for 11 or 12 years. I would have been running uh, events for, for the bank in order to educate the community and, of course, to, to build relationships with potential clients or grow existing relationships with clients. And, and I love the shit out of it. So in, in the Westpac days, I'd put on these information nights, usually quarterly, and I had a blast. It was, it was the best thing ever. I'm like, man, I need to do more of this. Like, this is what I'm here to do. This fucking rocks. And, you know, I'd get, I'd get different guest speakers in and, and I'd be talking to the audience and it was all amazing. It was excellent. So I had some experience in delivering, uh, like workshop style events, uh, inspirational type stuff, educational type events. And I really loved the shit out of it. So I've gone and done this style and branding training. And, um, I, when I came back, there was, I I'd started talking locally about different things that I was doing. I was running Facebook for business workshops. I'll, I'll find some early photos. It's freaking hilarious. Uh, 
some of the, um, it, it's just awesome to see. There's some really early photos from 2011 that I came up, uh, that I found, came across the other day. I've got like this really short kind of curly hair, um, ultra feminine kind of clothes. And I just, I was having the, the time of my life. It was awesome. And that was back in 2011, Facebook for Business Workshops up here. And word got around that this is what I was doing. And I was asked to speak as a guest speaker at a young professionals night. And it was all about uh, the polished professional. That's what, it, that's what this particular was, uh, session was about. And it was all, the, the, the guts of it was about how, as particularly for women, how important it is for you to feel really awesome on the inside and, and for you to acknowledge and see that, you know, that you're, you're freaking amazing, you're gorgeous, you're beautiful, you're sexy, you're, you're edgy or whatever it is for you, that the way that you want to feel inside can be communicated with the way that you present your own personal brand out to the outside world. So it was all about matching this inner feeling with the external representation, which funnily enough is still what I'm doing today, you know, 10 years down the track. Anyway, so we want this internal representation to match the external representation. And I was invited, it was going to be a 90-minute session and or I think maybe a 60-minute session with some Q&A and networking and stuff afterwards. And I was freaking petrified. I I was so incredibly nervous. This was not, I didn't cultivate these, this group of people. There was invitations that had gone out and there, were, there was all of this feedback before the event that they were all really excited about what I had to say. And I'm like, holy fuck, like what if I let them down? Um, I was so nervous and I got myself worked up into such a state that I woke up the morning of the evening that uh, on this particular day, hi, Laurie, and I'd lost my voice. And this was to be like, I kind of felt like this was almost like my, my announcement into our local community that, hey, I'm here and I'm open for business and I'm no longer working at the bank and, you know, I'm in this full time. And if you want help with, you know, personal branding and stuff like that, that I can absolutely help you. And it's all about best foot forward and yada, yada, yada. And I lost my freaking voice. So, thinking, holy shit, you know, how am I supposed to deliver to a room of 60 or 70 people when I've got no voice? I don't know how I'm going to do this. And there was no microphone that night. There was a lectern and I had my banner up at the side of, at the side of me. We were, I was delivering this at an upstairs venue um, that had a bar and I'm like, I just, I just need hot water and lemon. You know, can you give me honey and lemon, hot water and lemon? Like I'm dying here. Now, the thing about me that you will all know is that I will, it doesn't matter what is going on for me, I will find a way, hi Kurt, I will find a way to deliver, right? I'll, I'll dig deep, I'll do what needs to be done and then I'll go and rock in the corner later on. So I, I was able to deliver and that was fine, but I was so nervous and I was really desperately wanting approval from these people. It was really early on in my business uh, and I really thought that these people had a lot of influence in the community. And so I was like, right, you know, I, I've just got to be a particular certain way. So I really tried to be incredibly, you know, professional, quote, unquote. However, one thing that I did do and, and I'd been, I'd been playing with this and, and in the, the speech that I'd been practicing. So I, I'd practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced this talk over and over and over again. I'd practice the stories I would tell. I knew the content, I knew inside out, back to front and everything else. 
but I had planned on swearing throughout this presentation. And the reason that I wanted to swear was not because I'm a potty-mouthed bogan, uh, although some may think that, and that's totally fine. I don't really care what you think. But the reason that I wanted to swear was to create a pattern interrupt and to, you know, jolt people up and out of their 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 lull, essentially, and have them go, oh, wow, okay, cool. And I wanted them to see that I was still me, right? So I said something and I, and I think the way that the story went was I was telling a story about a time where I was in Melbourne and walking up the street and I was really paranoid about going and meeting these new people and common theme here, really wanted to fit in, really wanted to be liked. And I had this mantra running through my head of it's not my business what anyone else thinks of me. It's not my business what anyone else thinks of me. And so I was saying that and it's like, so this is the mantra that I had you guys. Like, it's not my business what anybody else thinks. It's not my fucking business what anybody else thinks of me. And I hesitated at the fucking and then it came out anyway and finished off for the rest of the night. And, and that was that, was done. And I really felt like I'd kind of like, I'd really hammered the point home, which was the intention. And so it was done with volition, done with intention and done with a, with a, which obviously means it's been done with a very, very particular purpose in mind, not just because I felt like being a potty mouth. Although that would have been fine as well if I had decided to do that. And this particular night I'd sent, I'd, I'd had these feedback forms uh, that I had ready to go float around because I wanted to collect the names and the email addresses of people, pop them into a, a, an email series that I had and so on and so forth. So on this form though, I had, um, you know, how are you feeling before you came to this event and how are you feeling after? And everybody was amazing. Everyone was awesome except for one person. And the, 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 the bad negative feedback that I had from one particular person was that there was really no need for you to swear and you shouldn't have done it and yada, yada. Other than that, everything else was awesome, but you really shouldn't have sworn. And I felt gutted. Uh, you know, with, with 59 amazing, hey Amanda, have 59 amazing positive, you're amazing, you're so inspiring, you're so motivating, you're like, I love this, this is my biggest takeaway, yada, yada, yada. There was one person out of the whole room that I was just like, oh my God, I really, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done that, maybe I shouldn't have been mean, maybe I shouldn't have trusted my instincts, uh, you know, oops. And so for, I didn't read the feedback for about three days because I was petrified of what was in there. And then when I did read that, guess what happened? That's right. I fixated on that for about a week and I was like, oh my God, you know, what was I thinking? Maybe everybody was lying. Maybe it was really shit. They're not going to recommend me. Oh my God. Like the world was ending was how I felt. But the thing that I know now, like when I look back in hindsight is that you know, you you can be, you can dot all the I's, cross all the T's, and yet for some people, you're just not going to be, it, you're just going to be too much or not enough or um, too loud, too quiet, too sweary, too conservative, too out there, too edgy, too soft, too nurturing, too whatever. And, and there's nothing that you can do. You're not going to be able to please everybody. And so for me, the thing that I really had to, I guess, and, and I only just realized yesterday as I was as I was journaling, that I reconciled at quite a number of years ago that, you know what, I I am the queen of all of the words. 
I am the person that is going to jolt you. There will be times where if I think you're bullshitting yourself, I will kick your ass. If I think that you're selling yourself short, I will let you know. If you need cheering and celebrating and nurturing, then of course I'm going to do that as well. But I had to get really okay and, and be actually really fabulous around the fact that these are the qualities that I have and I really should freaking own it. So there's been quite a number of things that have happened in, you know, since I, I dreamed up this program, Unapologetic. And I'm like, where have I been really unapologetic in my world? And how can I be more unapologetic? Which, by the way, is starting on Monday. If you're not in, you should be. You can see it in the comments, the, the link in the comments there. Um, you know, to me, it's like, how often do we play down these amazing parts of us our, our natural instincts because we're trying to fit in, because we're trying to be liked, because we're trying to be appealing, because we're trying to be attractive, because we're trying to be magnetic. You know, the problem here is that if you're censoring yourself or trying to change yourself in order to fit in, I'm not talking about being respectful and I'm not talking about being discerning and I'm not talking about, um, you know, being uh, like respectful of an environment because quite obviously that's important and that's necessary. But I don't want my children to experience or get to the age of 40 before they realize, well, actually, the thing that, you know, people have been saying about you is actually the most magical thing of all. Do you know what I mean? I just think, you know, I want them to be able to shine and, and embrace all that they are. I want you to feel like you can shine and embrace all of who you are and be completely unapologetically you in your delivery, in your marketing, in your courses, in, in the way that you are, in your everyday life, and know that when you embrace that, then the world kind of opens up in the most amazingly uh, beautiful way and everything is done to support you doing that. So that's really what I want you to leave today. How have you been holding yourself back because you, you've been looking for approval like I was? Because you were looking to fit in. Um, and it can be, like for me, this was all unconscious. It's not since I go back, like I look back now and I'm like, oh my God, like this is, this is really, this is so interesting. Yeah, authentic, Lily. Act, act, absolutely, exactly. Um, you know, and I think that for me, the more I, I shed these expectations, the more I see it, the more I'm like, you know what? Life's too freaking short, man, you know, to, to really be, to be buying into the opinions of anybody else is just like, life's too short to do that. You've just got to really embrace you. So that's what I want to leave you with today. Um... Yeah, that's what I want to leave you with today. So get out there, go help some people, have a whole ton of fun doing it. Remember, the world is ready for your brand of awesomeness. We do start unapologetic as fuck on Monday. So if you've got questions about that, let me know. It's like $77 for a seven-day reset. It's going to rock your world. I'm so excited at the, at the stuff that we're doing in there. And it's all about just getting you all prepped and ready so that you can explode out into the world, the internet world, and even the real world, if that's what you want, in a really powerful way, uh, particularly over the rest of the year and stepping into next year. So you are the best person to be you because, you know, everyone else is taken. So have an amazing day, everybody. I will see you, of course, tomorrow. So go and be amazing. Love you. Bye.